Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio, a podcast for public health professionals looking to expand their network, be inspired, and discover resources and tools that help improve the experience of public health professionals and patients in their communities. I'm your host, Fran. Hi, everybody. Today is a really special day on Reach Radio. We are going to be interviewing Priscilla Burt. Priscilla Burt likes to profess that she is making the dreams of others come true. And I am so thrilled to have this conversation because Priscilla is specifically interested in telling the stories of single mothers. And she begins this by telling her own journey. Now, we might be asking, well, Fran, what what are we doing here on Reach Radio talking about film producers and folks in the entertainment industry? Well, I have to share that Priscilla's journey is quite an interesting one. And as we sat down together and had a conversation, we talked about the hardships that she has personally faced and ones that she recognizes to be the hardships, unfortunately, of many in this country, here in the U.S. in particular. And as we continue to have that conversation, it really highlights some of the areas of the social determinants that really contribute to the state of health for women as well as families here in the U.S. and around the world. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's special guest, Priscilla. She is a CEO and founder of Single Mother Studios and Priscilla B Productions. Both her studio and production company focuses on helping women make it in the entertainment industry. And she gives a particular emphasis on single mothers who have a dream of working in their dream jobs, whatever that might be. And yet being able to overcome any obstacles or hardships that they may face in their efforts to pursue those dreams. I'm just so thrilled to have the honor of introducing today's guest, Priscilla. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Fran. I really appreciate you inviting me today. Absolutely. We're excited to have you with us. So tell us, how did you get started in the industry? Um, Okay, well, I just was in high school and I was having this like really miserable time. And I was like, I want to get out of here. I want to like get focused on my dreams. And I feel like high school is kind of like holding me back a little bit. So I got my GED and I signed up for information with Full Sail University. And they called me right away and were like, we'd love to have you. Um, As soon as you have your GED officially, then um, we'll send you the welcome package. And so I was like, okay, that sounds great. And I started um, learning a lot about writing for entertainment. That's really fascinating. What are some of the, what's the nature of the content that you produce? Is some of this in focused on women's rights or empowerment or health? Yes, absolutely. I try to publish stories that are based on actual women um, who are here and have had these very incredible journeys. Um, A lot of journeys of surviving our society and like the stigmas put on women 
I had the very fortunate experience of living with a woman who I believed really endured a lot of basically injustices that happen mostly to women, um, to put it lightly. <laughs> but injustices are never light, you know, they're always horrible. She experienced a lot of trauma growing up and um, I lived with her for a year and I wrote a biography on her, a short biography, um, just kind of going over what it was like for her growing up, you know, in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, she's almost 60 now and she experienced um, mental health issues she experienced very traumatic events that should never happen to a woman, such as sexual assault. And she had this journey of basically experiencing these horrible things, but she still remained to keep her hope intact and to still um, follow her dreams and to go after what she wanted in life and not like let stigmas from society prevent her from achieving her goals. And I felt that was very inspiring. You are in the process of making, when it, would you, I would love to hear more about them. Tell what are you guys, what are you in the middle of now? What, what oh, films yeah. are you developing? Yeah, um, well, right now I'm working on a screenplay about real woman, historic woman. She lived during World War II. Well, she survived, I should say she survived that World War II because you really can't be like living life and enjoying it when you're in the middle of a war. So she is a historic woman. Her name happens to be Priscilla, actually. I read it more than a few years ago. Um, she lived in England and she ended up in France during World War II. And she had the unfortunate experience of being in concentration camps. She had an abortion. Um, back then it was illegal. She barely survived that. She ended up getting very sick. She unfortunately was raped. She was abused. Like she went through everything women basically go through and it's horrible. And I felt very inspired to um, reach out to the writer, her nephew, and ask him for permission to make it into a screenplay. And I guess you could say it's um, meant to be in a way, but he did reach back to me and he said that he would love to turn the book into a film. I think the story within itself tells a similar story to a lot of women who actually have had that happen to them. And it's very sad and it's very unfortunate, but in the end, there's always hope. And that's what I want to tell people. I want to tell women like, Yes, you probably went through these horrible experiences, but you're not alone. And there's always somebody there for you. You know, I'm here and you don't give up because it's going to be okay. And I'm going to share your story. Like if nobody else wants to listen to it, I'll do it. I'll listen to it because I can relate. And that's really why I feel like I'm here is just to help these women and future younger women generations um, to just tell their story and be heard and have their voice heard. Wow. And the work you do, it involves quite a few nonprofit or community-based organizations or agencies as well. I do network. I do like, I do talk to a lot of um, groups and organizations and every day is just like another day where I'm like, okay, well, this is my company. This is my ideas. These are my concepts. And I do get responses. I mean, I do. And I, I, I just stay hopeful and 
I don't let the no's keep me away from achieving my goal. Even if the door shuts, this door shuts or this door shuts, I'm like, well, then I'll build a door and I'll open it myself. So that's kind of like where I'm going with that. Like, cause it's not always easy to find funds and stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. Cause it's just like my lifelong journey here and process. <laughs> that makes total sense. Who would you say are some of your key stakeholders that, you know, those that you sort of look to within the community for research, perhaps for your, your screenplays or stories? Studios, film studios that already are super successful, have them get involved. Um, I really think that um, Disney would be a great company to be partnered up with. I think they're all like, they're always talking about dreams coming true. They're always making movies about Disney princesses. And I feel like based off my research that we have a lot, like their company's image and their brand and their stories brand is very similar to mine. So that's one idea that I have, but it's all just a process really. And just figuring it out. I would love to do that. <laughs> of course, I would love to have like a, you know, some backup, um, but it doesn't always work out that way, but that's, I'm not going to give up on it. So. Well, yeah, certainly not giving up. And it's interesting that you that you called out social service agencies and uh, government funded agencies. Are you looking to focus in on the stories of women who receive social subsidies? Can you tell me tell us a little bit more about what you're thinking there? Yeah, absolutely. Based off my experience, I've been on social services. I've been through the ringer, as I like to call it. I don't like, I wouldn't say anybody specifically, but like the mindset of going into social services and applying for it, you have to go in there knowing like that you're probably not going to get anything and you probably have more of a chance of finding like a job. But because it's like a catch 22 because you go in there and you're like, I don't have childcare. I don't have a job. I don't have a place to live. And then they're like, well, what do you mean? You don't have a place to live. And I'll say, for example, right from my own experience, this is what I said. I said, I live with my parents. They're very abusive. They're just like, they're not good people to live with. They're crazy. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like you, they're not livable. And they'll be like, oh, so technically you have a roof over your head. And that's, it's like, what? Like, why is that? Why are you going with that? Like, and then they'll be like, well, I guess you could stay here and fill out all this paperwork. And here I am with like a little five-year-old like crying every five seconds. Like she doesn't want to be there. There's no toys for her to play with. There's no couch for her to sit on. There's no food for her to eat. She's not going to sit there for like eight hours waiting for somebody to like find her a better place to live. But that's what they tell you. They tell you to fill out this packet. And then when you open up the packet, there's like a million questions and you're going to be there all day. And if you don't have your social security card or you don't have the birth certificate or if you don't have your W-2s or your pay stubs, then you have to come back. And then if you come back, they might be closed or they might be on their lunch break or they might take five hours to even review your packet. And you're probably in line with like 30 other people who are going through the same exact problems you have. And they're getting frustrated and their kids are getting frustrated. And then they're going up to the desk and they're like, um, I don't have this. Is this going to jeopardize me getting help today? And then like, yes, it's going to jeopardize you getting help today. 
And then it's not a great system. It's, it's the system is not designed to help moms and their babies. The system is designed to just make you wait as long as possible until you give up because realistically, you're not going to sit there for 10 hours. It's not human, in my opinion, to just be so like systematic. There's no like real like emotions involved. It's very like formulated and it's just like, it makes you not want to be there at all. And they don't give you a guarantee is what I'm saying. And not having a guarantee and like worrying about where you're going to live. I mean, that's a problem because you need a guarantee. So at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just going to go live with my crazy parents and try to find a job and suffer through that because I can't stay here. I can't just wait around for hours and hours for you guys to help me. And now you're, now you've just like given up, you know, now you're like, I, I'm never going to achieve my dreams. I'm never going to achieve my goals. I'm never going to get my kid out of this very terrible situation. And you only just beat yourself up and you think it's your fault because that's kind of how they make you feel. I feel like 90% of the time, um, a lot of the employees are like, just like so emotionless, like they have no sympathy. They have no empathy for you. And they're like, well, why did you decide to have a baby? Or why did you decide to move here? Like, oh my God, like the common sense is nowhere to be found. So it's very frustrating. They, a lot of them just really think like, just stay at home with your parents. Like there's no uh, really care involved in it at all. I think it's designed that way because it's easier than caring. That's so if you have the opportunity to tell, to share, right, what you like to see done differently, what would that be? Um, I have a dream that I'll be able to have a place for single moms and their kids to go that just like they don't have to deal with that at all. And I just want them to feel like we're working together to achieve the same goal. We don't want to be stuck at these dead end jobs. We don't want to be waiting in line for 10 hours with our kids crying and screaming. We don't want to be stuck in these terrible situations. Nobody does. And we just want to get out. And if we can all come together and work on that together, then I think I could really have like a housing facility for them, like apartments, like nice, clean apartments, not like Slumlord City, like it would be decent. And you know, they would have a place to eat and they would have a place to work and it would all be benefiting each other. So it would just be a great sense of community and well-being. And I just happen to love films and making movies and sharing people's stories. So if like, you know, if they're drawn to like that and they want to do it, then that would be awesome. Otherwise there's like cooking jobs, you know, they can learn how to cook with professional chefs. And it would be really cool and awesome, I think. I don't know. That sounds cool and awesome. It's amazing um, the things that you're sort of thinking about putting into place and recognizing through your own personal experiences, right? Just like oh, what yeah. the needs are and, and having, you know, the sympathy and the empathy for others is very profound. And Priscilla, when you kind of look at it overall, between your your aspirations around your screenplays and your films and creating this sort of channel for single moms in particular, who are some of the folks that you would like to help you in this journey that if you could reach out to today that you'd like to encourage to join you on this journey? 
Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, off the top of my head, I, I really have been thinking about talking to government about it. We have a new president in office and a new vice president, which I think is great. People that like are, at least they're speaking publicly about like changing the world to making it a better place. So I definitely think that's opened a huge door for me to at least try And I also think that I would try definitely going the route of, you know, contacting these major studios and that, you know, are very profitable these days and very successful these days, just because the the masses, they love them. Like they're always on Netflix, like people are always on Netflix and stuff. And Amazon Prime just came out with this great movie about a single mom she went through a lot of terrible things, um, but she has this very inspirational story. And I think like if Amazon is putting out like stuff like that, I, I want to try them. I just, I don't have like any, there's nobody like off the table. Like I know based off my education that these companies are very lucrative and very successful. And I feel like if they have the same mindset that I do, then they'll probably will say yes, or at least give it a chance. So I want to try that and I just want to remain hopeful and stuff. Um, You know, there are companies that like might not say yes, but I just don't want to give up. And I know that a lot of um, great, successful um, companies and businesses and filmmakers, they just never gave up and they just kept pitching and pitching their ideas. And then eventually someone took it. So I just want to keep doing that. And I just don't want to give up on it. I think it's awesome. And When you like, I mean, we're in trying times right now, right? With the pandemic and everything. How is that? Has that had taken a toll on your, you know, projects related to your screenplays or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a lot planned before COVID, but it's okay. Like it wasn't meant to be. And I think now looking back, I mean, I realized like the struggles I was enduring, um, they all happened for a reason. So lessons learned in some cases, but I, I know that like now I'm more focused, um, trying to get back. Um, I do have two kids. You can hear one of them love. I love it. We, we have heard them and they're adorables. When COVID happened, I mean, I was just like, oh my God, I gotta, like, I know I have all these projects going on, but I want to make sure my kids are safe first. And then I slowly kind of here and there just kind of kept working on my projects. And I was getting good, great feedback from my instructors in school. And I was like, well, maybe there's something to this, you know, like I've always had this in my mind, but I, you know, sharing it with like professionals in the industry that are educators and they actually like it. Wow. Okay. I'm going to do this then. I'm going to keep at it. And now, now I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I think I'm onto something and hopefully I am. Hopefully it's good. And I want to keep doing it. So that's kind of where I'm at now. That's a beautiful story, a, a truly an inspiring story. And the fact that it sounds like you've, you know, you've gone through some real challenges of your own, right? I mean, first starting with pursuing your GED, clearly you chose that path for a reason, right? And that you were able to get your education and now working on your master's degree. What would you say for other women who are out there trying to keep going, right? And and yeah. reach their goals. Definitely. Don't let people, like, don't take people who say, no, you can't do this or whatever. 
don't listen to them. I mean, if your heart and your soul is telling you that like what you're doing is good and it feels right, then you should keep pursuing that. And there are going to be so many people that say, no, like that's stupid idea. Like you can't do it. Or like, no, we don't support you. I mean, I've had the craziest people say no in the craziest way. Like people find ways to say no. And it's like, I'm like, you don't even need to do that. But it's, it happens. And just keep at it and reach out to me because I would love to help you. And I think that if you're a dreamer like me and you really want to give back to the world and you want to help your community and you want to inspire others, then do it and don't let anybody stop you because there's going to be a lot of people that want to stop you a lot, but there's going to be that like select few that are going to say yes. And they're going to believe in you and they're going to want you to accomplish your dreams and they're going to want you to not give up. And you have to listen to those people, listen to that positiveness because that's where it's going to count. And there's going to be hard days and there's going to be terrible life events that happen. But just remember that like you're not alone and you can do it and you can succeed if you try. And if you really want and you really do believe in yourself, it's really key and really important. So it sounds like your, your, your professors have also been champions for you. You're working on your master's. What are you focused on? What's your subject? Yeah, I'm finishing up my master's in entertainment business. It's a master's in a science. It's qualified as a science, I guess. And it's really incredible. I've been learning a lot about the business of the entertainment industry. And it's taught me a lot. I'm glad I chose it because I was really like nervous at first. But then I was like, you know what? I love this. I love the entertainment industry. So let me do this. And I'm like, got like another month left and then I'm done. Yay. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm just finishing up, um, putting out like press kits and all kinds of cool stuff, pitching ideas and really just focusing on my craft and my skills and all that fun stuff. And, um, it's just been really incredible and it's been hard at times. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like there are struggles involved, but if you want it and it's your dream, then it'll happen. It really will. And you can't let people like try to stop you. Like you have to just be like, I have to do this because it's my dream. And they'll understand, like they'll support you and love you. (laughs) There'll be people who don't care, but just don't listen to those people and just don't let those people get you down. I really applaud you for, you know, having the courage to tell your own story alongside with telling the story of other very powerful women, because indeed you are very powerful to have been able to endure and to be so successful despite adversity. So thank you again for being with us. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Fran. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio. This program is made possible by listeners like you. To learn more about Reach and to support this program, visit www.reachtl.org.